Hi, and welcome to episode 101 of the iPhone Life podcast. We're recording live from CES. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. And I'm David Aberbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. So for those of you who aren't familiar, CES is the Consumer Electronics Show. This happens every January in Las Vegas. So we're recording live from Las Vegas. We have been, there's 170,000 people approximately here at the show. So it's kind of a crazy zoo. You could come and see all of the coolest tech that all of the big and small companies are working on. So there's a huge range of stuff to see. um, And we're going to get into that in this show. And then we're going to tell you who won our Best of CES awards. So we go and look at all of the coolest iOS related gear. So that's everything from smart home products to headphones to charging all that kind of stuff and we've found the best products that will line up for you here and tell you why we chose them so we've worked really hard to find these products uh i've been wearing my apple watch and i put in the on the first day i put in about we put in about 14 hours scouring the all the booths and that's about 15,000 steps or seven miles of walking to find it. <laughs> that was day one. Day two was about 14 hours and also about 14,000 steps. So it was a little bit of an easier day. Um. Yeah, David <laughs> likes to say each day gets a little easier, actually, because the first two days we have day and night events. So I was actually thinking we were going to have more steps than that 15,000. <laughs> it felt like more steps. It did. I Yesterday I was saying it's not just... It's it's not just seven miles. It's seven miles of networking. <laughs> so, so it's exhausting. We have, though, I like to think we've mastered it. I now carry an entire CS survival kit with me on my back. So I have this. They give all the press people a backpack. And in my backpack, I have zinc gummies. I have hand sanitizer. I have three bottles of water. And I have... Uh, business cards. Uh, well, yeah. I have a lot, a lot of business cards. Um, And finally, I have ChapStick. So we (laughs) have been working hard and hustling there to find all the cool stuff. And we're really excited to tell you guys about it. Yes. And first, we want to talk about um, the general trends at CES. Because while a lot of the products that we chose are really, they're really cool and they're practical and things that we think all of you guys will want to use. Also, everyone wants to hear about the kind of more like crazy stuff that futuristic type stuff. So we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, We also have a sponsor for our episode that David's going to tell us about. Yeah. So our sponsor for this episode is Jamf, J-A-M-F. And Jamf is a company that helps you manage your iPhones for enterprise. So if you are a small to mid-sized business and you are providing iPhones to your uh, employees, there's a lot of extra considerations you need to consider in terms of security. Maybe you have custom apps you want to you want to put put up for them. Just setting up the devices for your employees is really a pain to manage. Jamf makes that process super easy. So make sure you check it out. Go to jamf.com and they have a free trial for anybody who has a company and wants to set it up. All right. So without further ado, let's get into the CES trends. Um, So even all of our Uber and Lyft drivers, first thing we get into the car, they're like, okay, what's the coolest stuff you've seen at CES? And we're like, uh, so David, what's the coolest stuff you've seen at CES? Okay, I think the by far the winner of CES, not iPhone related, was LG. What did you think? LG, their display, you just walk in and are like wowed. 
Yeah, it's really amazing. So LG this year, first of all, I love the LG OLED uh, TVs. I actually have one at home, uh, and it's a really cool technology. OLED basically is um, uh, – what it does is in a typical LCD display, you have a backlight, and then you have the pixels in front of that backlight, and the pixels can either do red, green, blue, and that allows you to have your – create the color. But what happens is even if the pixel is off – you have a bleed from behind the TV, uh, which then means you don't have true black. With OLED, each individual pixel illuminate is self-illuminating, which means you can have true black, and it allows you to have a much wider range of colors and a lot clearer colors. So that's a little bit, that's been out for a while now. But what LG did this year that was just really kind of insane was they made completely flexible displays so it's OLED so it's really clear displays but they're flexible and they built this huge like wall and it's this curved wall uh, made up entirely of OLED curved displays and they projected this giant uh, or they displayed this giant picture on it of like different nature scenes and it really was mind-blowing it was. I think my favorite was they showed uh, lanterns. I believe they were recorded in Thailand. Yeah. Because there's what? Have you been to that actually? I have, as a matter of yeah. fact, the Lantern so Festival. So this takes place in Thailand and I think all over Southeast Asia, in November. And basically, what you do is they have these rice paper lanterns, and you light the bottom. We're really on a tangent here, but <laughs> now that we got started the tangent, I'll finish the tangent. You basically, you light the bottom and, it, and, and on fire, and it creates a little miniature hot air balloon and these rice paper lanterns float up into the sky and what you do is you write a wish on them before you do it it's really cool uh it's really cool I, i've heard about it from a few friends and so i recognized you know what i thought what i thought was being described and so they had in the lg display they had lanterns floating and because the screen's wrapped over your head it like looks like you're looking up into the sky and seeing all these lanterns floating away yeah and it's really a beautiful scene and, and just the and it also worked well because of all the allowed for a lot of true black display so that was really the, the it was a really cool display we'll try to link to uh oh we have some video of it okay this is a perfect time to plug our video yeah so one of the things we did at CS this year for the very first time is we brought a video producer with us, Rand Taylor. And so we are producing a video. So make sure this will come out probably next week along with our article with all the best of CS awards. We'll make sure to uh, put it on our website. So check it out. And it'll have a video of us at each of the booths for the best of show winners. And we also have a lot of uh, footage from around the show, including the LG booth. So it's really amazing. So make sure you check out that video so you can see what we're talking about because it's really hard to describe. Yeah, we'll make sure to email it to you. When the video is ready, we'll add it to the blog post with all the winners. And the blog post is nice because we'll have links to all of the products. If you are if you hear something that you like on this podcast, it'll make it easy for you to go find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, so I think I'll, I would agree that that was the display that was the most you know, breathtaking. And it mm-hmm. might not sound that exciting to you. It's like, oh, it's TVs are the coolest thing there. But 8K is pretty amazing. It's not something that I think most people need at home, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get into a little bit later yeah. um, into more because we, uh, well, I guess I can explain it now. Uh, when we were looking at 8K, we're like, okay, but at, 
does this look really any different than 4K does? 4K is already, when you see the difference between an HD display and 4K, you really notice a difference. And this looks, while it looked really vibrant and cool, you're like, is there that big of a difference? And the people that were working the stands explained to us that you really see the difference when you have a 75-inch or 80-inch TV and you're about three feet away. Then it's it's if you were have, seeing that same display with 4K, you would would be losing some resolution mm-hmm. and you would be able to to it wouldn't be as lifelike in that scenario. So if you're someone who wants to have a giant TV in your house <laughs> and sit three feet away from it, then yeah, 8K <laughs> might be worth it for you. But it was more just like really cool to see the new technology, but I wasn't like, oh, I need an 8K TV. Yeah, I agree. But just to kind of wrap up the LG and TV trend, the cool application of the flexible TVs, because it's like a cool technology, but what are you going to do with it, is LG had roll-up TVs. So they had these giant stands that basically just looked like a really large speaker or something like that. And then the TV would literally come up from the bottom of the stand when you push the button to make it come up so it's kind of like as if you had a projector display except for you don't need the projector the tv is built into that screen and it rolls up when you need it and rolls down when you don't and it was really impressive it's cool too because um a lot of people, I know a lot of couples argue over whether you want the TV to be the centerpiece of your living room. Yeah. And so this is something that it just disappears and then comes up when you want to watch TV instead of having it be having to have a dedicated TV room. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we kind of mixed up here. We were going to talk about trends and then cool products. And I kind of derailed that. Uh, so let's just talk about some of the other cool products because definitely TVs were a trend, at, mm-hmm. but they were also a cool product. Yes. Um, but I wanted to mention another just kind of few strange, interesting things that we saw. Um, there was a, this huge bread oven <laughs> uh, that we thought was kind of cool. It was it, You could see the whole process. It was like lit up inside and you'd see all these loaves of bread being like created and baked. And then they gave us free bread to try. <laughs> it was delicious. And I think what made it cool was it was a, a quote unquote smart bread smart oven. Bread so the, it was a I robot. I like bread, David. Yeah. It was great because they gave us bread and, and we <laughs> loved it. <laughs> no, it was great because it was a smart bread oven. So it was a robot making you bread, which made it impressive. And the bread still tasted good. Yes. Um, other cool things. There were a lot of... Um, there were a lot of robots around. Uh, one, like one of the events we went to, uh, had a stand. Vincross was showing off this spider-like robot, mm-hmm. and this was kind of fun because it's not something most people would use. But they said a lot of the people who buy them are like they want to be able to hack it and just have fun being able to control this robot. And like the way it moved was actually pretty impressive like it would come up to a ledge and figure out how to like climb over it using the six legs it has a camera on it so you can go like I think it would be something fun to have in the office actually to go like freak people out with your spider vacuum or robot spiders have eight legs Donna (laughs) I know it was spider like this had six legs you did it okay I I thought it it had eight (laughs) I was curious about their decision to go with six Mm, legs interesting I should I should have called him out okay um something that I thought was really cool at CS not related 
was Donna and I got to practice our surgery. (laughs) (laughs) So there was this really cool VR. There's a lot of really great VR, but we went and did a demo of one of them. And basically you put on this VR helmet, but it had a sensor for your hands. So if you put your hands out in front of you, you could actually like the in the VR world with your goggles on, it could sense your hands and so you could see an animated version of your hands. And it's not only like a fun application for say gaming and whatnot, but actually the what we tested was you could use it for training for surgery because you know, better to train using VR than on real people. Um, <laughs> so Donna and I both got to practice a surgery. What type of surgery do you remember? No, I don't think they told us. They just were like, remove the tumors. Like there were like two (laughs) white blobs that Uh you had to, that you were trying to get rid of. And David and I both thought we were like doing a really good job. I really thought I'd be great at surgery. But then the screen goes black if your patient dies. And that happened to both David and I. So (laughs) we're like, this is a really good example of why it's good to use VR instead of practicing on real people. So if you ever need surgery, don't let Don and I do it. That's the moral (laughs) of the story. Another really cool product um, was the the GE had something called a smart stove so what it was was they have a grill on top of your stove and built into that was a screen um so sort of like a tablet and i think they use their own operating system which is why it didn't fit into the ios awards but on that screen you could watch netflix while you're cooking you could stream spotify but it also had cameras that face the stove so you could actually stream what you're cooking uh, which if you, they said like friends and family can watch you cook, which seemed a little bit interesting. I don't know why your friends and family want to watch you cook, but it seemed pretty, it seemed pretty cool and novel. And certainly, you know, if you're cooking something that cooks for a long time, you can walk away and check it while you're gone. Um, so that seems nice. yeah, it just, it's really fun seeing how much smarter the home is getting. And it's cool seeing the kitchen in particular get really smart. Um, did you mention how it can tell what's in your fridge and like give you recipes based on that? No, I think they had that last year too. But yeah, yeah they have the smart. Right. They had the smart refrigerators now that can tell you what's in your fridge. So if you're at the grocery store, you can say, "Oh, do I have milk?" and you can actually check. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, I wanted to bring up this desk that I saw. Uh, I I don't have the name of it, but um, for those of you who watch Black Mirror, this was definitely. Uh, it felt like a futuristic product that is now a real thing. Um, Black Mirror is a show that sort of shows dystopian outcomes of current technology, like just kind of like taken to an extreme. Um, But they do a really good job of like showing some cool technology that seems like close to what we could have today. So this product was um, a standing desk. It had three displays built into it and a place to charge your phone. Um, and with the displays, you could control at least certain things just by doing hand gestures. And that's something I'd seen in an episode of Black Mirror. Uh, so it ha- showed someone was demoing it and just swiping their hand right and left in front of these uh, monitors. And that would like bring up, diff- you know, bring up different windows and let you control things that way. Um, I'd never seen anything like that before. Have you? No, I mean, to me, I haven't watched Black Mirror, but it reminded me of Minority Report. Yes, also Minority Report. When I, I talked to the CEO of the company and he was saying both of those, he was inspired by both of those he things. He gets those a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, and Our, standing desks. Those are cool too. Okay, I think we've gone over some of the coolest things we've seen. Yeah, without, oh, oh let's talk about trends. 
yeah. and, th- and then we'll get into our awards. So a few big picture trends, and then we'll get into all of our awards. So one of the biggest trends, I would say, is this year felt a little bit like a continuation of last year's trends. So if you listen every year, well, you remember we did this po- the show last year. And what I mean by that is it didn't feel like there were any particularly brand new Usually when we come here, it's like each year has a sort of new trend. And this year felt like the trends from last year had kind of matured and come to fruition, but that there wasn't a brand new thing that everyone was focusing on that wasn't being focused on last year. And kind of the three things that we saw a lot of, which was last year and this year, wireless charging is certainly taking over. It's everywhere. Everybody in the iOS world has wireless chargers now. Uh, number two, smart home, which has obviously been coming for a long time now, really feels like it's come to fruition. It really feels like smart home stuff's here to stay, and a lot of the kind of quirks have been worked out on that in terms of the early days and the weird bugs that would come up and nobody knew like what sort of hubs you need and things like that. Uh, and then the final thing was Alexa. Alexa's everywhere. Everything has Alexa baked in, and we'll a few we'll get into that in a little bit. A few products we gave awards to had Alexa, but like everything, like everything from a light switch to a radio to uh, car, mounts. car mounts, we'll get we gave an award for car mount. Everything is Alexa, which is both really cool and also makes me a little bit annoyed at Apple that they're falling so far behind in that world. Yeah, some of that is a lot of the products that were Alexa enabled, we would ask, oh, can you use it with Siri as well? And they're like, well, like, you know, from our end, we want to support that, but it's hard to work with Apple. Mm -hmm. And so some of them you could say assistant and that would give you the option to use Siri, Mm -hmm. but that's still not that great of a user experience. So it is a little bit frustrating with Apple. Um, I would agree with David. We, We were talking about this, how, you know, I think a couple of years ago, we were starting to see more smart home products, but it felt like they weren't that user friendly. Like it was more exciting at that time. Like, oh, cool. These new products that, you know, we've never seen before. And now it doesn't feel like that, but it feels like they're matured in a way that I would feel better actually recommending these products to people Mm -hmm. and like that they could be useful for you. Whereas before it was kind of, you know, only for early adopters so I think that's the case, I mean, definitely with wireless charging and now with smart home too. Um, I feel like a lot of the in-car systems, that's a trend that's also just continued to yeah. mature. And I know, at least from my friends and family, that that's something that more people just have in their cars now. Yeah. Um, one thing that we didn't mention in terms of cool products is that Bose now has a sound system. It's noise cancellation in your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, you were the one who told me about that. Maybe you could explain it. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to demo it, and I'm actually hoping to try to get do that before I leave. But basically, it's like Donna described, noise cancellation for your car. And how it works is kind of how all noise cancellation works, which is has external mics. In this case, there's mics outside of your car that are picking up all the surrounding noise, and then they are playing the the opposite wavelength of a noise wave uh, in your car to cancel that out. Um, it got good reviews. I'm really curious to try it out. I didn't get to try it out, but it definitely seemed really interesting. And obviously Bose is known for their noise cancellation. They're definitely an industry leader in that regard. So it, it seems cool. It seems really cool. I mean, some cars are just built really kind of tight already so you don't mm-hmm. hear that much of outdoor noise but a lot of times when especially for a long drive it can be 
kind of wear you out to hear all that outside noise. So mm-hmm. I feel like it could be really cool. Um, uh, another trend was USB-C to lightning cables uh, in our in the iOS section of the show. A bunch of companies are coming out with those cables that allows fast charging. That means you can charge your phone in 30 minutes or less, which is awesome. And that's something Apple came out with that over a year ago, but they're the only ones who are selling those cables. So I feel like uh, I haven't had experience. I haven't been using fast charging, even though my phone works with that. Um, A lot of people haven't. But now Apple is doing made for iPhone certification and letting third party companies therefore make those cables i think it's not they're not going to be approved until around march so a lot of companies had you know samples of these cables but they won't actually be shipping for a couple months yeah i agree that when apple came out with this functionality i was really really excited and then i just never got around to using it and in part it was you could do it you but it was a little bit of a hassle to find the products to make it all come together and that's no longer going to be true i mean every single company has these products now uh we have an award winner that has this product so we'll get to that in a second um mm-hmm. but definitely that was cool some of it is that apple doesn't ship like the you get a USB-A to lightning mm-hmm. charger with your iphone so it's easy just to use that instead yeah. of having to separately buy a USB-C to lightning connector mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One final trend, and then we, without further ado, we'll get to our awards. <laughs> uh, that is a, a surprising lack of iPad products. I was expecting that was a trend that I was expecting this year to see, and I didn't that much. Uh, and I asked people about it, and the main reason is a lack of interest from consumers. People said that, you know, for years they've tried to put together iPad related products and it's that people buy a new phone every one to two years and they buy a new iPad every five to six years or, you know, in that range. And so people just buy a lot less accessories. And now you have so many different iPad shapes and sizes that supporting it gets really difficult. Um, So we did find a few iPad related products that we really loved. We'll tell you about them. But we were pretty surprised that it was it wasn't as big of a trend this year as I expected. I surprised, I'm surprised by this too because personally having the right accessories for my iPad is what makes it useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you'd really need a keyboard case in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, well, we'll get into the product that we chose for an award, but there are a few things that can make your iPad so much more useful. So I'm surprised that they're not finding that consumers are that interested. I agree. Okay, so let's get into it. Without further ado, we are about to introduce to you all of our iPhone Life Best of CES 2019 award winners. Uh, to start us out, we're going to talk about the Samsung TVs. We don't usually uh, feature TVs, but Samsung has now has partnered with Apple to support. They now have the iTunes app in their smart TVs, and they also support AirPlay 2. So this is pretty significant. Um, it's cool that Apple is Apple's also rolling this out to some of the other big brands and TVs as well, but it doesn't, it won't have AirPlay 2, but um, they won't have a dedicated iTunes app. I think that mm-hmm. was what I understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I And, you know, I just recently, I mentioned already, I own an LG TV and it's, a, of course, a smart TV because all TVs are smart now. And for a while, I tried to roll with it. Uh, and I just <laughs> just recently decided I couldn't live without Apple TV. And so I went and bu- had to buy an Apple TV for what was already supposed to be a smart TV. And one of the main reasons was this. It's like I find myself using AirPlay 2 on my Apple TV a lot. 
Uh, and so I really missed it in my smart TV. And so it's a pretty big development for Samsung to roll that out. And a lot of TVs are rolling that out. And iTunes as well, although to me it's a little bit less exciting because there's a lot of competitive stores you can use like Google Play Store and whatever. But if you are really firmly in the ecosystem in the Apple ecosystem, it's really nice. Like when I had my LG TV before I got an Apple TV, I had to go sign up for all these extra accounts in order to rent movies and do all these things because I couldn't use iTunes. So now to me, having these things come baked into a Samsung TV, and of course there is a a rich irony that it's Samsung and they were, when we gave them an award, they were a little snarky about it. (laughs) Um, But it's pretty cool. And it's nice to see Apple kind of do some of these strategic partnerships because that's a little bit what we were just recent just a few minutes ago knocking them on in terms of home kit and having siri work everywhere but it's nice to see them do the strategic partnerships at least with apple play yeah for sure um a nice thing too is that this firmware update will roll out to 2018 tvs as well as their new 2019 tvs mm-hmm. um we're not sure the prices yet the prices vary depending on the tv you get and it says coming spring 2019 so next, we split up our the rest of our awards into different categories. Uh, so we'll talk about car mounts. That was definitely a trend we saw yeah. in the iOS section. Um, and we ended up choosing two different car mounts that have different features um, in this area. So first, I'll talk about the iAudi. iAudi, the product is the easy one-touch connect with Alexa built-in car dash mount. It's a mouthful. <laughs> People get really uh, interesting with their names. Yeah, you. I'll keep going. Donna will sneeze. So what made the (laughs) iAudi? She's like trying to find a non-mic place to sneeze. What made the iAudi interesting was, of course, it's in the name. It had Alexa built in. So iAudi has been in the car mount space for a very long time. Very high quality car mounts. In general, one of the things trends this year for both of our car mounts that we have nominated is it has what's called a proximity sensor. So when you put your phone near the car mount, it automatically senses that your phone's there and the little grips close around it. So you don't have to like deal with the whole docking solution. And of course it wirelessly charges as well while doing that. But what's cool about it is it has Alexa baked into it. And so what that means is that if, especially if you don't have CarPlay or something like that, you can use it to both you do hands-free driving you can text people you can call people and you can also control your music but you can also control your home if you have an alexa home so you can turn on your lights you can adjust your nest thermostat you can do a lot of stuff just from what used to be a pretty dumb device which was a car mount now has become kind of the hub for your car and your home almost so that was pretty cool Yes, uh, they had a they had a cool demo of it as well. They had like you know, kind of a fake car set up, and they showed a Nest thermostat and things like that in a little home section. So if you said, Alexa, getting close to home, then your lights would turn on, your thermostat would turn to your at home temperature, things like that. So they showed some cool possibilities there. Um, the other car mount we chose is the Skosh Magic Grip Charge Vent Mount. Oh, by the way, the iAudi, they haven't announced an official price, but it's going to be between $60 and $70 available early Q2 of this year. Um, The Skosh Magic Grip Charge Vent Mount. 
This one we chose for a few different reasons. First of all, this is a vent mount, which vent mounts can be a total pain. Um, I've found that a lot of times they, one, flop around a little bit. Like you put it and they'll kind of droop so your phone's not at an angle that's very good. So they really paid attention to the design to have it be stabilized on the vent so that it'll st- it won't move around, but they also added a swivel to it so that you won't be blocking your vent. Um, Rayan, our video producer, was saying that she had a vent mount that it was right in the way of the vent, so if she was blasting hot air, it would overheat her phone and her phone mm-hmm. wouldn't work. And that's a common problem. It's a common problem, so this allows you, or you know, the other obvious issues, if you want heating or cooling, it's standing in the way of that. So this lets you move your phone, position your phone Um, in a way that's not blocking the airflow. So that was one of those, we really appreciate it when companies pay attention to those little details. Like it might not sound like a flashy feature, but it really, you know, we've tested tons of products and those are the kinds of things that can make you not want to use a product. So Mm -hmm. we liked that they paid attention to that. Uh, The other thing is that in the past, Skosh has, and they still have some car mounts that are like this, they require you to put a magnet on the back of your phone yes. in order to, because then you just place it on the mount and it will stick to it. I, I don't personally like having to stick a magnet on the back of my phone. <laughs> and so they came out with this specific product. You It senses when your phone hits the surface and it has sides that automatically close around your phone. So it's like auto sensing. So that's really nice. You can use whatever case you want and mm-hmm. you don't have to use some special magnet. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one. Oh, and it wirelessly charges your phone. Yes. And yes. it and Scotch has really nice, reliable Qi wireless charging that we've liked for years. So uh, that that's going to cost $80 and is available early Q2. Mm-hmm. So next up, let's talk about our charging solutions. We've got a lot of awards, by the way. We've given out 25 awards. I'm gonna, we got cruise pretty quickly through these. Um, so uh, next up is the Belkin Boost Charge USB-C to Lightning Cable. This was, we uh, alluded to it earlier. It's a fast charging cable, so it's USB-C on one end and Lightning on the other, which allows you to do fast charging. And there were a lot of these cables on the show, a lot of different USB-C to Lightning. But what we liked about Belkin, first of all, Belkin has a great reputation. They've been doing their cables for years and years and always has high quality. And this year was no exception. They offer four, six, and 10-foot options, which is really nice. Apple, up until recently, was the only company that could offer USB-C to Lightning, and they didn't have a 10-foot option, which I love. Uh, The uh, other thing is it's made out of really high-quality materials, so it has a material that's the same as Kevlar uh, that reinforces the cable. It has, (laughs) we asked them, so is it Kevlar? And they're like, well, we can't use the word Kevlar, (laughs) but it's Kevlar, the same material as Kevlar. Um, And it has braided nylon on the outside. It looks really nice and sleek, and my favorite part about it was five-year warranty so they have a if anything goes wrong in five years you can return the cable and we all know that apple is a great at hardware but their cables always break so we really like that starts at 24.99 and if you get the 10 foot it goes up to ranges up to 34.99 um next is the mophie juice pack access this is one that our like regular contributor Todd nominated. So he has a little bit more of the details on this one. 
but it is a battery case that uh, it has still allows you to use your lightning port because it's wireless char- wirelessly charges your device. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that can be now our lightning cable is used for quite a bit. You might be wanting to listen to music with lightning headphones. Uh, so this allows you to both be charging your phone and use your lightning port for whatever it is that you're doing at the same time. Yeah, and this is Mophie, which is they basically invented the battery case. And so they've they perfected it as well. It's a really great company, really great products. And I've used their battery cases before and really liked them, but always hated how hard it was to dock your phone or to, and you can't plug in headphones when you're using them or it's a pain. So this was a really nice solution to have Qi wireless charging so that your dock is free. Uh, Donna, why don't you tell us about the solar panels? Cause I wasn't there. Yeah, so Goal Zero is a company that we've featured before in camping roundups because they have a lot of solar powered, uh, they have like a lot of solar panels and they also have just great external rugged chargers that are great for whether you're going on an international trip or um, or camping or whatever. So this product that we chose is the Goal Zero Nomad 5 solar panel. It is 60 bucks. It's their smallest solar panel that they have created. So it's really portable. It's just one panel, but it charges your phone in, they said, roughly six to seven hours, which is the same amount of time that with with one that's double the size. So it's more efficient. It has a little kickstand on the back so that you can angle it into the sun and you separately buy. They have little power banks um, or you can buy, you know, you can use it with any power bank you have because it's a USB-A connector back there. And then it also, so you can either be power, powering up your power bank to charge whatever is you want to, or you can plug your iPhone in directly into it so that you're um, charging from the sun directly to your phone. So that's a cool product. I definitely would like to take that on a camping trip and <laughs> test it out. Um, but it's just, you know, Six to seven hours is not something you're going to want to use on a daily basis, but being able to use the sun to power your phone is pretty cool, we think. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving on, we want to get into our audio award winners. I'll start out by telling you, oh, no, David will, because he's the one who did, he's the one who got to try out this product. It's the One More PentaDriver in-ear headphones. Okay, and so... One more has always been kind of a favorite around our office because they really focus on affordable headphones that are great sound quality. One of my pet peeves of headphones is how many companies try to differentiate themselves by packing in a ton of features that you don't necessarily need or use that have nothing to do with sound quality. One more doesn't do that. <laughs> um, and so what one more is known for is their triple drivers, which is a wired headphone. It's a lightning cable headphone that uh, is in-ear earbuds that are really excellent sound quality. They have three drivers uh, and it's very affordable. So to back up a little bit, what a driver is, is it's the thing in your earbuds and headphones that makes the noise. (laughs) I mean, I can't put it any more simply. It's the thing that makes the sound. And so most earbuds have one driver, which makes sense. It makes all, it it, it puts out the sound. But if you put three drivers in a, in a headphone, what it allows you to do is it allows you to separate your lows, mids, and highs. And so you have a driver specifically for your bass, a driver for your treble. And so what you can do is you have a lot cleaner sound and 
oh, and you can tune it a lot better with the three. And so these headphones are five drivers, which is kind of insane. Uh, and it really allows you to have a really crisp, great sound. And one more has moved away from just wired earbuds, and they have these are wireless earbuds. So it's Bluetooth. Uh, it's the kind of wireless that's not truly wireless, where each earbud is independent. It has a little strand connecting them that rests on your shoulders. That's not usually my favorite style of headphone, to be honest. But the sound quality of these was great, and they fit five drivers in, which was really awesome. This comes out, I think, around uh, end of Q2. Yeah, May or June. And the price is TBD, but they said it'd be around $300. So definitely a little bit on the high end as far as wireless earbuds go, but five drivers is a lot. And so you're paying for sound quality as opposed to features you may or may not use. And I think I will cover the next one because I love Sony's headphones. <laughs> um, so I have the Sony M1s, and this is the third version, the M3s. The full name is Sony WH-1000X M3 over-ear headphones. We almost didn't give them a word just because we don't like their naming. <laughs> we hate their namings, but their headphones are great. So Sony has, this headphone in particular, has really taken off for Sony and put them back on the map as far as headphones go as being a best-in-class headphone. For years, Bose dominated this field, and, and, the, and Sony has, according to most experts, matched Bose or surpassed them, both in terms of sound quality and active noise cancellation. And what these headphones do is, so I have the first generation, and these headphones are the third generation, and they're, first of all, much lighter than mine, and they're uh, supposedly more comfortable than mine, and I tried them on and I liked them, but you got to wear headphones for a few hours before you really know. And they also have a dedicated chip that's for noise cancellation. And it, what it does is it actively, constantly monitors the sound around you uh, and adjusts your noise cancellation accordingly. So it really upped the game in noise cancellation as well. I love these headphones. I think they're definitely a best-in-class headphone. They're on the expensive side as well, 350 uh, They're already available, which is nice. They came out uh, uh, end of last year, uh, so they're available now. So we awarded one more pair of headphones that I'll talk to yes. you guys about. Uh, and this is the Jabra Elite 85H over-ear headphones. We've been fans of Jabra for a while. If you have listened to our coverage, you've probably heard us talking about their uh, true wireless sports earbuds, which are awesome for running. They really stay in your ears and they have great sound and uh, a great feature called hear through, which lets you, uh, when you're running outside, switch between noise cancellation to being able to hear your surroundings so that it's safer for running. So now with these over ear headphones, they are bringing some of that technology to the over-ear space. These were comfortable. I, in general, like that's one of my biggest things with over-ear headphones is I have to make sure they're not going to squeeze my head and give me a headache immediately because then it doesn't matter how great the sound is. Um, and so these these were comfortable. <laughs> they The reason we gave them an award is because they integrated a lot of cool features and did it well. Um, you know, one more is a kind of great they have amazing sound probably better sound than jabra but they don't have a lot of the bells and whistles jabra ha does uh but they did them really well so i'll go walk you through what some of those were uh in the demo they showed us how the, it has automatic switching of modes depending on your surroundings so if you go into a crowded space 
it'll switch into noise cancellation. But then if there's a like a voice talking that it thinks you should hear, it'll switch that you can hear it. So they had an example of being on a train and the conductor is speaking through the mic and then you could it would switch to letting you hear that. And that was really cool because you don't have to do anything. A lot of times with different headphones that have like six different audio modes, depending on what you want, it's like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm not going to think to have to switch between those on my own. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So it's nice that with these, it's very, you can be very passive. Um, Also, when you take them on and off, it'll automatically pause your music. It had 32 hour battery life, which is pretty awesome for wireless because one of the reasons a lot of times I stick to wired is I just don't want to have to deal with charging or worrying about my headphones dying on me. Um, Let's see. Am I missing any of the other exciting features? I think the other thing that they did well, I I don't think you mentioned this, they have six mics in, baked into oh, the headphones. And so what part of what they're marketing these as uh, is not just headphones, but also you can talk on the phone with them. And so that is a nice differentiation because oftentimes with over-ear headphones, I have a hard time talking on the phone. And so that was a nice feature they had as well. Okay, so we still have a couple more things to cover in the audio section. I'll tell you guys about the Biodynamic app. Mm -hmm. Um, Biodynamic has this really interesting feature that can help overcome hearing impairments. It's called the MIY app. And so if you download this app, it'll take you through about a five-minute test, uh, hearing test, and it will find out areas of like weakness in your hearing, and then it will adjust your audio playback through the biodynamic headphones uh, to help compensate for that. So they're giving a story of someone, I think he was like in his 20s, who had 90% hearing loss in one ear, and he was saying he'd heard things he hadn't heard in years by using this app. Mm -hmm. So we thought that was really cool. They're saying it's like eyeglasses for your ears. And they really got me because they said Stevie Wonder uses them. So if it's good enough for Stevie Wonder, it's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing in the sound section was a, a company called Sonarworks. And they actually have an app. And it's interesting because what they do is they they map out. They have over 300 headphones that they've mapped out. And they map out um, each headphone is kind of tuned a little bit differently and depending on the headphone it might be super bass heavy or super treble heavy Uh, and especially for cheaper headphones they're often not tuned particularly well now when people are making music they're making music for headphones that aren't tuned for basically a flat sound and so what Sonarworks does is it's an app that basically adjust the sound uh, to be a flat sound for your headphone. So you enter in what your headphone is, uh, and then when you play music, then it actually makes it, they, the, their pitches, it makes it sound the way the music producers intended it to sound, as opposed to be poorly tuned by a headphone. Um, and we the demo was pretty impressive. We listened to music with and without it turned on, and it really did sound better. And in particular, I think it sounded better for cheaper headphones. Obviously, you'd hope if you get a $400 set of headphones, it's tuned pretty well. But if a lot of people are using cheaper headphones, and if you do that, it's uh, it sounds really great. Yeah, that's why we chose it, because we know a lot of people aren't audiophile. They're not like huge enough fans that they want it. Um, invest in a $400 pair of headphones. So this is a free app. Uh, they're doing, it's a kind of like a beta version of the app right now, but mm-hmm. anybody can go download it and try. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, next up, we want to get into our cases section. Where did it go? Cases. Okay, so first I want to talk about the Incipio Aerolite case. This is $39.99. Uh, it is... It is, a lot of the reason we chose it is because it's a slim design. We really liked the way it looked, and it has 11-foot drop protection. So a lot of times you don't get those two things together. Uh, they showed us that it has this sort of like gray rubber ridge design on the inside that uh, it uh, cushions your fall. But then it also had this kind of semi-sheer outside. Uh, so they had this like pink, blue, and some white colors. It's like semi-transparent. You can kind of see the ridges through it. It kind of reminded me of those early Macs, the, um, <laughs> that like plastic where the, you like, could... Like iMac? Yeah, where you could like kind of see the internal parts through uh -huh. it. Um, and yeah, so the com combination of the nice look of it and the impact protection, we appreciated. <laughs> Next up, we have the Exdoria Defense Ultra case. This one's $34.99, and it just came out, I think, at the end of Q4 of last year. And what we loved about it, first of all, it had 12-foot drop protection. It has anodized aluminum metal frame, so the, it has this outside of the frame that is anodized aluminum. Normally, I don't like that in that it often looks a little bit, I don't know, industrial or something. Mm -hmm. But they made it look cool, and I liked that. And it was a really nice again a nice combination of being very protective case while still looking nice as well uh and and not being over the top uh heavy duty industrial and so we really like that yeah i think both extoria and incipio did a good job of having options that also looked distinctly masculine or feminine depending on what you what you want a lot of rugged cases are more masculine looking uh -huh. um i you know i mentioned like the pink version of the Incipio case, but they had lots of ones that were just looked like a more masculine, slim um, version as well. And Extoria in their display, they really they really played up these like kind of iridescent mm -hmm. ombre designs. They had a different <laughs> one. So that was definitely more feminine in this way. They had like butterflies and beetles and stuff. And you could see that the the color schemes of the cases matched that. But then they also had options that were not like that. Yeah. So you know, you can kind of pick what, what look you're going for. Mm -hmm. uh, Donna is really excited to tell you about the Otter Pops. Ah! But you should know, I can tell you about it. We've had an internal debate about this product. It's controversial. Uh, <laughs> so basically, OtterBox has partnered with PopSocket. So that's a kind of an unusual partnership. You wouldn't expect those two companies. So if I'm sure you all know OtterBox. They're the industry leader in terms of cases. They specialize in protective cases. PopSocket, most of you probably know, but it's basically this little plastic ring or plastic round circle that you put on the back of your phone and it kind of pops out a little bit and it allows you to comfortably grip your phone because you can slide your fingers around that plastic ring uh, and it allows you to prop your phone up uh, if you have if you want to put it on the desk uh, you'll probably see it in some of our videos because a lot of people in the office use it now I do not like pop socket and the main reason why is because if you put it on your phone it's, it catches on my pocket every time I put it in my pocket. And so po the reason why we gave them the award is because they have solved this problem. With the OtterPop, they have built the pop socket into an OtterBox case. And so they built it in such a way that it solves that problem. And it, it, it does not get stuck on your pocket when you put the uh, pop socket in and out of your pocket. 
and uh, it's also a very protective case, uh, which is nice. And they also added this new system for basically changing out the pop socket plates. So you can customize them now and you can, you used to be stuck with whatever pop socket plate you had and people liked, you know, they'd pick fun styles, either like NFL teams or pretty designs or whatever. Um, and now you can have a bunch of them and swap them out. So depending on how you feel about pop socket, uh, you may or may not love this. <laughs> so to clarify, I do, I do love pop sockets. I, I use them quite a bit. The reason I didn't, I don't find it to be a big problem that the pop socket sticks out a little bit. And that's because I'm putting it in my purse and not in my pocket. Um, and so to me, it just, I would rather just put a pop socket on whatever case I want. <laughs> but I'll, both Ryan and David did say that having it be unobtrusive and like not bulge out was a plus in their book. So we gave them an award. <laughs> um, next up, I'll tell you about the Targus. We uh, featured in this section. Ah, I don't know why we have. Oh, it, it does have an iPhone case in there. So this it could have gone in our charging section or in our cases section. It's in the wrong section. It's Let's in the wrong call section. It what okay, it is. so it's supposed to go in charging. But this is a backpack that has wireless Qi-based charging in it for your phone. So it's called the Mobile VIP. Uh, it costs two hundred dollars, and it's available April of this year. So we have seen charging backpacks before. Some of them, to be fair, like also charge your laptop and that's why it's so heavy. But some of these backpacks tend to be huge and heavy. And this case, this backpack was not. It was quite light to pick up and the design was like pretty minimal and attractive. And it has a side pocket. You just unzip it and it has a rubber holder for your iPhone in there. And they've snaked through, uh, they have a power bank on the inside and they snaked through a lightning to USB-A connector into that little, uh, into that section. Uh, but well, the, the, the charging is wireless though, so you don't have to hook your phone into anything. Um, and it includes a, a power bank in there. It's like a really lightweight one. So you can put it in there and start charging your phone. Um, and yeah, I think like, really we haven't seen that many attractive options mm -hmm. in this area and so mm -hmm. this one stood out to us mm -hmm. why don't you talk about the smart vacuum and i'll talk about the next two okay so we've got our smart home section next uh, we have a few cool products at our office a lot of us are really huge fans of robot vacuums <laughs> i have a roomba and i love it um you know you can control it from your phone a lot of the versions of the Roomba. Um, so we saw a similar product when we were you know, scouring the show floor. And this one, the, the company was called Trifo. And it's the Iron Pie Robot Vacuum. And immediately when we went and talked to them, they're like, OK, we know what you're thinking. You want to know why is this different than the Roomba? And they're like, it's a lot cheaper and has all the same features. So it's $299. Now some of the new Roombas cost $1,000. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it's even then, it's such a good investment. I love my Roomba so much. <laughs> Not having to vacuum is so great, especially if you have pets. But this one had, um, had all the same features. It also had a camera in it. So if you want to see around what's going on in your house from your phone with their <laughs> iPhone app, you can do that. Um, they said it has zero redundancy technology that makes it 10% faster than your Roomba would be. So it's not going over the same area of floor. It's not retracing its steps at all. Um, and yeah, so I think for the price, I, I would definitely want one of these. Mm -hmm. um, the next one is Nanoleaf. So Nanoleaf is a company that I feature in my smart home article. Uh, and basically what they have is they, they have uh, these 
the one the original version are are triangular tiles that you basically piece together and you can make a you can it comes the starter pack comes with nine of them and you can arrange them in any shape you want and there's little connectors to connect all of them and then they light up and they can light up based on cool patterns that you have uh integrate into your app and what's really fun is they respond to music and it's really like mesmerizing it's one of those things it's like it's hard to think of a great use case for it exactly but it's really fun um so they have come out with a couple new ones uh one of them is now square instead of triangular um which is not necessarily particularly exciting in and of itself but they've (laughs) (laughs) they have a square one now it's square (laughs) no they they've also refined it so what they've done is the version that i have not only does it come with the triangles it comes with a few other little dongles that you have to plug into it to make it all work they've gotten rid of all their dongles and it's now baked directly into the squares themselves um second of all and this was the coolest part uh, they are now touch sensitive, so you can touch them and they will respond to your touch. Um, you can. It was really cool. It was cool. It was fun. We loved the original product, and this seemed like a really nice improvement on it. And they're going big. They're talking about working with. Uh, they're in Home Depot now. They're in Home Depot, and they're talking about kind of the cool thing about the tiles is. Or the squares is you could actually like tile an entire wall or bathroom with these things. Uh, bathroom probably not because waterproofing, but other walls. Um, yeah. And so, and they had some really cool examples there, and we liked them. So, Nanoleaf, their starter pack is twenty four is two hundred forty nine dollars for for nine of these. So not cheap, but really fun. Yeah, like and nine, it would create a, a cool installation in one room. It's mm-hmm. not going to cover a wall by any means, no. but um. But it's enough to, like, you won't need to buy more than one pack, I don't think, to try it out. No, you definitely don't need to buy more than one pack. Uh, next up is Lockly. So Lockly, we, one of the things, we saw a lot of smart locks this year. Many, a lot. Many. And w- most of them we were a little bit jaded by. This one we really liked. Um, first of all, in general with CES, one of the best parts about CES is you get to meet the people behind the products. And it really goes a long way because some companies are just a little bit soulless, and they're sort of, and you're like, well, why is this better than your competitors? And they're like, well, I don't know. I made it. I hope people buy it. Um, this was not that experience. Lockley, you could tell they were super passionate about it, and they'd come up with some really nice solutions. So I, in my house, I have the August Smart Home Lock, and I love it. It's like a really great thing because. It automatically locks when I'm gone, and when I get home, it automatically unlocks for me. So the door is functionally always unlocked for me, but always locked for everyone else. But there's a few drawbacks for the August lock. First of all, what I don't like about it is about one in every 10 times I come home, it just will fail to unlock for me for whatever reason. And then I have to stand outside, my hands are full, and I have to use a key. And it's not a big deal, but it's a hassle, and it's annoying to try to get into your home and discover it's locked when it shouldn't be. Um, The other thing that's a hassle with it is it's a little bit complicated to have other people get into your home when you're not there. Um, And so because the door's always locked and I don't have a spare key anywhere in my house anymore. And so I have to get them to download the app. So Lockly has solved these two problems. So in addition to having all the geofencing technology to have the home automatically unlock for you, they've added a couple other extra things. First of all, you can they have a fingerprint sensor, which is really nice. 
uh, so that you can unlock the door with your fingerprint uh, if it doesn't unlock any other way. They also have a uh, passcode option, which you can use to unlock so that you could say give somebody the passcode if you wanted to. And they have this really smart technology with the passcode option where uh, you can kind of tell if you look at a lot of smart locks, you can kind of deduce what the passcode is by looking at where the fingerprints are. Um, where what they right, do, the yeah, and they what they do is they have this technology. It displays on a digital screen, and they have different each time it displays the numbers in a different order, uh, which then means you can't you don't have a similar fingerprint. So you can literally sit there and watch somebody enter their passcode and still not know what the passcode is. So they thought through a lot of details, which is why we gave it to them. And the price is twenty four ninety nine. It just came out. I think it's shipping now. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. Um, the last product for Smart Home that we're featuring is the Sandman Doppler. Uh, I'll, this, there's not a whole lot to tell about this, except for that it's an alarm clock that looks attractive. It has notifications on the face of it, and it has Alexa built in. So mm-hmm. it follows along in the trend of Alexa-enabled devices. It also has USB-C, USB-A, and... Uh, ports on there so you can charge all your devices straight from there mm-hmm. which is nice uh in our health section i i found this product to be pretty cool it's something we haven't seen before it's stand it's d free which stands for diaper free and it's a, a bladder training device basically um and it it's an it continuously runs an ultrasound it's a little you like clip it onto your belt and it has a little part that goes over your belly, and it's pretty slim. I mean, it's definitely something that, uh, you know, it sticks out a little bit from your belt. So that is a little pain, but it's better than wearing a diaper. Um, <laughs> it's an ultrasound that goes over your bladder and tells you how full it is. So it tells you when you should go to the restroom to help you avoid accidents. Or if you're having a bladder issue that makes you think you always need to go to the bathroom, it'll tell you whether you actually do or not. Um, and so this is a really cool innovation, something that can help with people's quality of life. It costs $500 or you could rent one for $40 a month. Uh, so that's D free. Pretty cool. Uh, next up, we have our one and only iPad product, and this is actually one that I was or neglected iPad. No, this is actually one that I was ex- I was particularly looking for to see if people had good solutions. Um, and so this is the HyperDrive iPad Pro six in one hub. And so Apple, of course, switched the iPad Pro to having a USB C port in part so that to allow people to develop accessories to utilize the USB-C and connect your iPad to various things. And I, and I was surprised I didn't see more of this. So what this does is it basically has a whole bunch of different options that you plug into the USB-C that you can use. Um, a few of them are you can connect it to your screen. Uh, you can It has a space for uh, um, a memory stick or a little memory card for DSLR cameras. You can transfer photos or videos to your iPad. Um, what else, Donna? So it also, yeah, it had micro SD. It had an SD slot. It had, um, and so the uses they were saying for this are basically, a lot of it is for uh, photographers, artists, or videographers, because with if you're using any of the Adobe apps on your iPad, you might want to have a monitor with that. So you can plug, like David said, you can plug into a larger display and see that on a larger display. Um, also, it's it can do one directional photo and video transfers 
from another device onto your iPad. You can't take things off your iPad and put it on something else. So you could use your micro SD slot to get all your DSLR photos onto your iPad. You could plug in a external hard drive. This is something Apple doesn't let you move stuff from your iPad onto an external hard drive, but it does let you transfer photos and videos onto the Photos app on the iPad from an external drive. So if you plug an external drive in and you open your Photos app, you'll see a section called Import and you can choose which of those files to put onto there. Um, And so this is, yeah, it also had a headphone jack on there because Apple got rid of the headphone jack on your iPad Pro. (laughs) So this is a really nice multi-purpose solution if you're a little bit frustrated that your iPad Pro just doesn't have more connecting ports for different types of data. Apple is still keeping it somewhat limited in what it's letting you transfer. Hopefully at some point you'll be able to transfer other kinds of files besides photos and videos too, but this is still super useful. Uh, Next up, we have our final section, multimedia. Probably tiring you guys out (laughs) a little bit here. So we have two more products we're going to go over with you. The first is the Shure, I can tell you guys about this one, Shure MV88 Plus Video Kit. It's $250. This we actually used for our video that we recorded. Mm -hmm. And so we can tell you very much firsthand that we really, really like it. Um, So this product, they said they're really billing it as something that's great for podcasters or vloggers. Uh, It has a little tripod, a tripod, sorry, and a mic that attaches to your iPhone. It's super easy just to clip your phone into it, securely keeps it in there. And, you know, the iPad, the iPhone camera is really amazing at this point, and you can use it for pro quality videos if you know what you're doing. Um, But the audio is terrible and, you know, bad audio really gives, gives you away and people and disengages your audience. So this helps you to have great quality audio. Um, We did a comparison yesterday and while CES was really loud and noisy and so still the audio might not be perfect, it definitely picked up way more strongly the primary voice and drowned out a lot of the background noise. Um, And for this price point, that's pretty impressive. And the tripod, you could either set it on a surface. It was like a little mini, probably it was just like under a foot, the tripod. So you could set it on a table and shoot from there or you can close the tripod and have it be a handheld device that still helps you stabilize your shot and one of the things we like most about it was the companion app really let you customize Mm. the settings and go really deep into that so you can have settings for speech where it's really focused on one point in front of you or you can kind of have a surround sound where it focuses on all the sound around you and it had really both intuitive easy to customize settings, but you can also have very powerful customization as well. So we really liked that. The last but not least product is, oh got it, Pivo? Pivo, okay. P-I-V-O. And Pivo is a fun product, and basically what it does is it uses facial recognition uh, to, if you are doing, recording a video, to basically follow you as you walk so it's really a fun product for people who are doing you know vlogs or any type of creating a video where they don't have a camera person there but they want to be able to walk around an environment as you walk it will automatically move with you and always you will always be in the shot and you can talk to it uh, and use the camera while it moves with you anything I missed on that No, it was just cool with the face tracking. It allowed you, like it showed someone doing like a cooking demo and 
you know, you don't, if you have food on your hands, you don't want to have to be like messing with a camera. And, you know, from the look of it, it looked, it had a really smooth panning motion, which can be hard to pull off. And you usually need expensive equipment for that. And this is $79. Oh, it's a Kickstarter product, by the way. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So that is the our roundup. Today we're actually hitting one more area of the show floor, so we might be picking up a few extra <laughs> awards. So we'll add that to the blog post. But this, you know, this is over twenty products we just went over with you now, and we hope you enjoyed. Yeah, thanks everybody for if you're still listening for sticking out with us. We know we covered a lot of products. We worked hard to find a lot of great products. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing about them, and. If you sort of, uh, if we went a little too quick for you or you want to find the links to these products, most importantly, or you want to see the awesome, awesome video that we put together, make sure you look for the post. The post will probably be up. When will the post be up? The post should be up early next week. I'd imagine by Tuesday at least. Okay. And will the video go up with it or is that coming later? The video, I think probably more like end of next week. Okay. More realistically. But um, yeah, we'll we'll be emailing you guys with that and we'll add it to the the blog post here once it's ready to, which is iphonelife.com slash podcast, where you can always get all the blog blog posts for each episode. So we appreciate you guys sticking around. We will be heading out in Las Vegas now. Um, uh, One last thing that I just wanted to bring up is that we always encourage you, if you do enjoy this show, to rate us in the iTunes store. That really helps other people who are interested in, who are iOS enthusiasts, find our show as well. So in the podcast app on your iPhone, you'll see the option to leave us a rating. I was about to say to leave us a five-star rating. We'd (laughs) like for you to leave us a five-star rating, but leave us whatever. And you can also leave a comment there. Um, And we would really, really appreciate it. So also email us at podcasts at iphonelife.com if there was any products to let us know what you think of the roundup, if you think uh, that you'll be interested in buying any of these products. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. We'll be back in two weeks.